Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Glad you could make it. I am Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dansfish.com. We do this every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 9 Eastern and 6 Pacific and 8 everywhere in between. So first thing is let's see if the sound's okay because last week we had some trouble. So I'm just going to sit here real tight until people tell me if the sound's working or not. Um, I am using the new camera again. Hopefully you can tell the difference. You can actually see these fish. So that means we're using the, the new camera. Um, the stream, let's see here. Okay, just wait. The audio is bad. No, no. Oh, man. And I was thinking I'd fix it. Okay, let me try one thing. Let's see if this will do it. This is going to be ugly for a second, but let me just... See if this fixes it. Okay, did that fix it? Hopefully that fixed it. Same as last week, man. And I did a I did a stream a couple days ago to test the audio and it worked fine. Okay, I made that change. Could you guys let me know if it's still bad? And like, and like say it's still bad or it's good because then I know if it's a comment after the change was made or before. That fixed it, says Chandra, still gurgly. Okay, dang it. Okay, I'm gonna shut off the camera for one second and see if I can unplug it and replug it in. And if that doesn't work, we'll just go right to the old camera. So just, just give me one second. Okay, just give me a moment. Man, I did some tests and it worked. Jeez. I thought I had it. Okay, how's that? Let me know if it's, uh, let me know if it's better now. Hopefully it is. Hopefully it is. Okay. Let me know, and if not, we'll just switch. We'll just switch cameras. You know what? I'm going to unplug the mic and plug it back in real quick too, just in case. Let's see if that's good. Still choppy, bad, no, nope, same, still bad. Oh, dang it. Okay, we'll go back to the old camera. That's so weird. Because I did a test a couple days ago. I got them before and tried it and everything. Ah, still bad. Okay, we're going to switch. I'm going to need someone who knows this stuff better than me to help me figure it out. Okay, did that fix it? Hopefully that fix it. I know, Sarah, it was good on the test stream. And I've actually been playing with it for about an hour to make sure it was good um, from everything I can see on my end. But whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, I got to go down with this camera. Looks like issue with software driver, I don't know. Yeah, it's the new camera, guys. Um, I switched back to the old camera, so so you don't have to be here for half an hour while I fix it, that's no fun. 
Um, thanks everyone that helped last week. I thought we had it. I did a, I did a test stream um, last week, uh, a couple days or the day after that we had, I don't know, on Thursday or Friday, I made some changes, tested it, it worked great. So I thought, uh, I thought we had it fixed, but guess not. Okay, well, old camera it is. Oh, you know what? I've got to say goodbye to Bubbles then because um, I've got to wear my white shirt with this old camera. Love the Bubbles t-shirt. I ain't afraid. Bubbles is awesome. Thanks, KG Tropicals, uh, for sending that out. They also sent me, um, where is it? Uh, a nice surprise. I wasn't expecting this. They sent me a nice little thing, thing of extreme. So I'm going to add it to... Um, I like extreme a lot. <laughs> I have quite a bit of it. Um, I have three different ones. I use the community, the krill, and my favorite of all of them is the uh, the nano pellets. I really like this stuff. Um, I'm not sponsored by extreme or anything. I know a lot of people are. I just like it. I, I like the ingredients. Um, so many fish foods, the first ingredients are like wheat flour or soybeans or something like that. This is krill meal, um, fish meal, herring meal, and then and then we get to wheat. Because you have to have some kind of binder in a flake food or a pellet food. But it's like the third or fourth ingredient instead of the first or second. So I, I like that stuff quite a bit. So thank you to John and Lisa at KG Tropicals for the awesome shirt and the free food. And now I'm going to um, take this shirt off because with this camera, a white shirt works a lot better. So just sec. Here we go. Play the music. All right. Roll that slow drum. Okay. Hang on. All right. Throw those dollar bills, everyone. Throw them. No. <laughs> okay. So I, it's, it's funny, but with this old camera... Um, if I don't wear a white shirt, my forehead is super shiny. But if I do wear a white shirt, then the then it knows how to balance better. And um, it makes my head glow less, which is good because I have a pretty glowy head. I had a cool surprise um, since last live stream. I got some sourdough bread in the mail from Moonstone. So Kimski, thank you. It was delicious. And uh, we all enjoyed it. And I'm not just saying that. I'm not just saying it was delicious because you sent it. And so I have to say it. We actually really liked it. Like my kids jumped into that and it was gone pretty quick. Um, just a couple little business things. Then we'll get to questions and comments. Um, the first thing is the shipping report. So I'm happy to say that so far this week, everyone has arrived alive and in good shape as far as has been reported. Um, Joe Coffee, you know it. Boom, chicka, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, what can I say? I bring the sexy. I can't help it. Um, so everything arrived alive this week. So 100% this week, as far as I've heard. Um, if anyone had any problems, let me know. There is one little snafu, though, which is a couple weeks ago, I sent someone some um, golden white cloud minnows. I think, I was it like 12 or 15 or something? I can't remember the number. Um, and they sent me a picture uh, last night or this morning of one of them that looks like it's bloated. Everyone else seems to be doing okay, but one of them does look like it's it's kind of bloated. So 
Um, I guess I have to report that as, a sh- you know, I don't know if it's a shipping issue or what, but um, the goal is to get fish to you alive and healthy so they do well long term. So um, I did find out that a shipment I sent two, three weeks ago, I think, one of the fish in it is has developed a little problem. So I have to jot that down just to stay transparent and honest with you guys as to how it's going. But um, that's the only problem in the last month. Is that right? I think something like that, three weeks or a month. It, it's been pretty darn good. FedEx has been awesome, even with all this COVID and all the issues. Um, I believe that since I started shipping with FedEx this year, um, I think there's been three or it tops four packages delayed that I'm aware of. And when they were delayed, they were only delayed one day. So it's no fun when that happens. And if that happened to you, I'm sorry, but four out of however many I've sent, which is a ton, um, is, is pretty good. So, so I'm going to stick with it for now. It seems to be working. So that's the shipment report. The giveaway tonight is sponsored by glass box Aquarist, glass box Aquarist. Um, isn't selling anything on get gills at the moment that I'm aware of. Chris, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Correct me on that. But I did check. Uh, let's just check again real quick, actually. So I don't say that. And he's like, I just added it a couple minutes ago. But I don't think he's actually trying to sell anything. I think he's just uh, got a YouTube channel and likes what we're doing. And so decided to support. So G glass box, glass box, glass box. I passed G's, didn't I? F G. There we are. No, no glass box. So, okay. I just didn't want to like not plug your store if you did have one. So has a YouTube channel. So check it out. Some unboxings. Here's an unboxing from Michael's fish room, some guppies that, uh, that Chris did recently. So Chris, thank you so much for supporting the stream. Um, if you'd like to enter, here's what we're giving away today. There's two groups of plecos that, that Chris is giving away today. One is albino bushy nose and the other is standard bushy nose. So each one is a group of five and they're small one to one and a half inches. Um, so big enough to, to ship without a problem, but, uh, don't put them in with any big Oscars or anything like that. So that's the giveaway tonight. So if you would like to win, I kept it simple. This will put a smile on, on candy over Hull's face to enter to win. Just put hashtag bushy. That's it. And yes, I thought of a lot of jokes I could put there and I decided this is a family channel. We'll just keep it hashtag bushy and that's it. So hashtag bushy. If you would like to enter to win, um, so thanks, Chris, from Glassbox Aquarist. I appreciate you uh, providing the, the fish for the giveaway tonight. That's very uh, generous of you. We'll do two different giveaways. If you guys could remind me around halfway through the stream or so, if I haven't done it already, we'll do the first round. And then we're going to play with it a little bit just so that folks that come in the last five minutes just to try to win something, uh, we're going we're gonna to throw a wrench in their plans. So we're going to give away stuff a little earlier on the stream in two different batches today. So thanks, Chris. Um, I do want to address what's happening with shipping times and things like that. So um, basically within 24 hours, I listed the fish um, in within 24 hours, we had sold as many fish as we usually do in a really good month. So I'm buried in orders, completely buried. And it's awesome. Thank you, everyone that ordered. Um, If you're thinking about ordering, please do. But what it means is it's going to take me um, 
through the end of next week to be able to ship out all the orders that came in in the first couple of days of this this month because it's just me and I'm shipping an entire month's orders in like that all came in all at once. So all of you that have ordered, you should have received a shipping plan from me. Um, those that ordered today, you might not have got it yet. I, I cleared my inbox earlier today, but um, if if you ordered today, I'm going to get to that later tonight. But if you ordered, let's say, um, anytime up through yesterday, you should have got your shipping plan. Um, and if you're wondering, hey, why isn't it shipping till next week? It's just because I literally cannot pack that many fish this week. It's an astounding number of fish. So thanks, everyone. Um, it means a ton to me that people responded to that. It, it was a pretty big risk to bring in that many rainbow fish. Um, I wanted to do it. I didn't know if it would be smart to do or not from a business standpoint, because my thinking was, well, why doesn't everyone else bring in lots of rainbows? Um, besides, I mean, they're a little hard to find and things like that, but, um, you know, people can work their connections and figure out how to make it happen. So I was like, well, no one else is doing it. So maybe that's because it's a bad idea. Um, I'm glad to say it did not turn out to be a bad idea. The response has been amazing. So thank you, everyone. Um, there's lots of other cool fish besides rainbows. Um, I, I made a video of the other fish and I didn't like it. It turned out really bad. Like I had the settings on the camera wrong or something. It wasn't good. Um, so I'm going to have to redo that. And I'm so busy packing what, what has been ordered. Sorry for my squeaky chair that, um, that I, it's going to be a little while before I have a chance to make that video. But for everyone that likes the other fish, don't worry, I haven't forgotten you. I just, I made a video and it turned out like garbage. So I'm not going to release it. Um, I have to make another video. Um, some folks were asking about the rainbow shiners. Simply Beta, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I've seen your, your comments. Um, they're not listed and folks are wondering why. They, they got ick. So the rainbow shiners came in and they got ick. They've been clear for about four days now. The ick started about eight days ago. So it's clear now. But whenever I get a problem, it's a minimum of usually another two weeks. So I have to do several more days of treatment just to make sure I get all the little um, baby ick as it hatches out so that the fish don't get reinfected. And then I need at least a week after I'm done medicating to just observe them and make sure that there's no recurrence or no secondary infections or anything that happened from the infection. So um, the rainbow shiners did get some ick. It's it's all clear now, but it's going to take a little more time before they're listed. So that's why they are not listed. So sorry for everyone that wanted that fish. Taylor, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't want them to get ick. They just did. Um, and I'm not sure why. I don't think they're particularly sensitive to it, but, but they did. So that's what's going on with those. Um, I do want to mention I, I have been able to get back to pretty much all the emails, unless they're totally non, unless they're like extra stuff that can wait, but stuff about orders and questions about orders and the fish and, and all that. Um, I've been able to get back to all those by the next day. So if you emailed me today, then by the end of the day tomorrow, you'll get a response. I've been able to keep up with that. Um, but I do want to mention that sometimes it does take till the end of the following day. And the reason I want to mention that is because there are a few customers that are very energetic, um, 
And there was particularly one customer that ordered and then a few hours later responded and was like, I haven't heard anything. What are they shipping? And then a few hours after that, I got another email. I think I think I got like four emails or so from this person. All of them were like, what are my fish shipping? I haven't heard anything. Are you there? And um, I was there. I was just packing like a madman. So I don't check my email while I'm packing. I, I can't have my fish my hands, you know, up to my elbows and fish and water and stuff and be packing and stuff um, and check emails. Generally, what I do is I pack all the fish up. So here's the day. I wake up, I start packing fish. I pack pretty constantly until I have to get them up to FedEx before it closes. So I get them up to FedEx, right? That's around five o'clock my time. I don't like to, to take them to FedEx early, A, because I don't have time unpacking, but B, I don't want them, like while they're here, I can keep them in the right temperature and all that. The moment they get into FedEx's hands, I have no control over what happens. So I generally get them to FedEx um, no earlier than four o'clock, no later than like 4.45, right? I, I want to get them right on the truck so they go. They don't sit out in a hot truck, basically. Okay. So then I get back home. Now I've got to feed all the fish and medicate anyone that needs medication and just care for the fish. So I have to go through that. And that takes a few hours. I mean, we've got well over a hundred aquariums here and, um, lots of fish to take care of. So that takes a little time. Then when that's done, fish are shipped out, fish are fed and taken care of, and everything's cycled up for the next day's shipment. Then I can sit down and get to my inbox. So sometimes I don't get to my inbox till, uh, very late in the night or early in the morning. Um, but, um, but rest assured, I'll, I'll get to you. I want to bring that up just so people kind of know the cycle and know why, like you're not getting an instant email. If you email me, right. I, I just can't reply right back. I'm, I'm busy. I, I I'm up to my elbows and tanks. I'm just, I'm working with fish basically. Um, and finally, I can usually check the emails in the evening. Every now and then in the morning, if it's not a super busy, crazy day, or if um, if I just need a break, I need to sit down for five minutes, then I can get a couple emails checked and answered. But but don't expect it till the evening of the following day, probably. Um, and in I don't I, I hesitate to say this because I don't want you to feel like you can't email me. You can, and I want you to. But just be aware that if you send me five emails saying, when are they shipping? I haven't heard from you and all that, you know, within a, within 12 hours or so, um, each of those emails slows down the entire process. Cause I have to read instead of one email or just getting your order and responding to that without an email. Now I have to go through five emails and, and that's just inefficient. So again, if you need to, if, if you need to email me, email me, if you're anxious, I get it. I've been there. Um, I'm not discouraging people from contacting me. I'm just saying now that you know kind of what the day is like and the email cycle is like, um, yeah, if you haven't heard, <laughs> if it's been 48 hours and you haven't heard anything and it's like, man, I ordered, when's my order going to ship? Um, and it's not like the weekend or something, um, then yeah, email me. That means I missed something. That means your order fell through the cracks. I didn't see it. I thought I sent you an email, but I didn't. Um, or there was a technical snafu in my inbox or something, right? So anyway, just want to get that out of the way. Um, I think I think that's about it on my end, except for just a big thank you to everyone who's who has ordered. Um, I was glad to see that other people were ex as excited about 
these fish as I was. Um, the, the response has been amazing. It's been tremendous. And so I'm very grateful. And it gives me hope that, um, that it's worth doing stuff like this uh, in the future. Now, <laughs> it's a little late too. This, this is the shipment along with the shipment from Nigeria we're still waiting on that I planned to open the fish annex with um, back in the winter. But then COVID hit and that all fell through the cracks. So it's it's been a topsy-turvy ride. Um, during COVID, it was basically anything I can get, I'm going to get and sell because I couldn't get this big shipment and I couldn't get this shipment from Nigeria. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I can't wait anymore. So it's, it's all been a little reversed and topsy-turvy and backwards, but we were finally able to do it and it just feels good. So, so thanks, everybody. Um, Orange cones got my large box of fish today. Awesome. Thanks for the extra surprise. Oh, you're welcome. Um, love my hatchets and headstanders. I'm, I'm glad you like them. And you're, you're, you're a person of good taste. <laughs> I like them too. I think they're awesome. Okay. We are going to, oh, the other thing I want to say before I get to your questions and comments is wait, Oh, no, we're on the right stream for uh, for a second there. I thought I was on the wrong screen um, is most of these rainbow fish names and locations. I've never heard. I've never heard someone say them. So I don't know the right translation. I don't know how to say them correctly. So um, you're going to hear me butcher all kinds of names, um, scientific names and locations, because I'm, I'm not a scholar of ancient languages. My Latin and Greek is horrible. And um, I know just enough to have gotten through grad school and that's it. And since I've never heard them, I'm just looking at it and guessing this is how you say it, right? So I hope when you see me fumble the names in the videos that uh, you understand and you just... Uh, have a good laugh about it. Um, uh, Michael Wilson did send me a very helpful like uh, guide to how to say some very common things like scientific names that terminate in an I and things like that, single I, double I, all that. Um, and I read it and um, whew, went, it went right in my head and right out of my head. So one day I'll be able to sit down and actually absorb that. Uh, but in one quick read, I couldn't remember. So all of you rainbow geeks and other fish geeks out there that are hearing me butcher names, I get it. I'm sorry, but I live out here in Wyoming. There aren't a lot of fish people out here that I can go to a club and, and hear them say the name so I know how to, so I can hear it and be like, oh, that's how you say it. So, <laughs> so I'm going to keep butchering them. Sorry. I know how to keep them. I know how to source them and all that, but I don't know how to say them. That's for sure. Okay. Now I'm going to get to your questions and comments after a quick, a quick cheers. All right, here we go. So chat um, won't let me get all the way to the top. The first one I can see is this one. And for all of you that are, are thinking I'm in top chat, I'm not. I'm in live chat. Oh, it actually shows live chat this time. Hey, that's awesome. It usually doesn't. Um, but this is the first one I can see, Moonstone Aquatics. So if you left a uh, question or comment above that, pre please repost it and I'll get to it as I go. But I, I can't scroll up uh, much higher than that. Be careful what you ask for, I guess, says Moonstone. Yeah. 
oh man, I'm not sure what that's in reference to, but if it's in reference to like how crazy it's been with um, the response to the shipment and, and how many orders we've got, yeah, for sure. But it's a good thing. Keep them coming, please. <laughs> the last thing, the last thing I need is like to sell some and then like be stuck with the rest for years. Um, that's happened to me with, with a few fish. Like I've made a few mistakes. Uh, the Polypterus and Lachiri, the, uh, the saddled bikers that I brought in shouldn't have done that. Um, they're awesome fish. I love them. I grew up with bikers. My fish godfather had some or, ornatus bikers, ornate bikers. They're not a pinnis, I believe, right? Or just ornatus. Anyway, the ornate biker, um, adults uh, while I was growing up and I would care for them and feed them and all that. And there are a lot of people asking for them. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get some. So I brought them in. I have a rule that I usually don't break, which is I never bring in a fish that I can't keep long term. Like I don't bring in fish that get so big that I can't keep them forever in my tanks in case they didn't sell or something like that. Right. Um, but there was enough interest. It seemed like in these that I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. Even though I have this rule, I'll knowingly break it just as an experiment. So I brought them in, sold a few. Um, and then they kind of sat for months and months and months. And so a few weeks ago, actually, uh, gave them to, um, a guy I know that specializes in monster fish has a, a bajillion massive tanks and loves them and knows other monster fish people and, and can kind of find homes for them. Um, they didn't, they're not huge yet. Um, but I knew if I kept them much longer, they were going to get too big to easily ship. And I didn't want to be in that position. So I've made mistakes like that. Um, where I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And I do, and it doesn't work out. This doesn't appear to be that. This this appears to be working well. So thanks again to everyone. Um, and just be patient as I get them all packed up because I'm not just throwing fish in a bag. I'm, I'm trying to really make sure you get good ones uh, that are done in a way that they'll thrive for you. And it, that just takes time. There's no way around it. It just takes time. The good news is I didn't have to charge as much as I thought I would. Um, I thought we were going to have to be in the kind of 25 to $35 range for most of these, but it turns out um, most of them are like $19 and 50 cents. So um, the, the supplier ended up giving me a bit of a break. And so I was able to pass that on. So um, that's the good part of it. I, I think that was awesome. I, I think the price range, I'm happy with the price range. Let's just say that. Yeah. David Reed, what was the medicated fish food that you recommended? I, I don't recommend one yet because I don't have enough uh, experience with one, David. I'm still messing with it. Um, in fact, I was at the Aquarium Vet Conference yesterday learning about fish parasites and their treatment and medicated foods and things. And I, I learned something. For a long time, I've been trying to figure out how much medicine do I put in per gram of rapashi so that I had the right concentration in the medicated food for the fish. Um, and I could never find the right one. I thought I'd have it and then be like, nope, try another one. Nope. And so I, I dug in with that with some veterinarians, aquatic veterinarians yesterday to try to figure out what's going on here and ask them. And they're like, oh, no, you have to do that per weight of fish. So what you have to do is you have to actually weigh your fish, which can be really hard with like a little pseudomugil or neon tetra or 
small fish, right? You have to weigh the fish and then calculate the amount of medicine that that fish needs and then put that much in the food. You can't just be like, okay, here's the concentration that we need in the food and then apply. And that makes sense because of, you know, you always dose medicines per weight. So that makes sense. But where it didn't make sense much was all these tiny fish. So if I've got a tank of a hundred neon tetras, I'm trying to medicate them. How do I dose it? This is the thing I'm trying to figure out. So I can figure out the weight, right? I can get a container of water. I can scoop out 10 of the tetras. I can put them in the container of water and look at the weight difference, like little container of water on a scale, a little, on a little, uh, you know, <laughs> Walter White Heisenberg scale. Um, and um, put 10 of them in that and see how much they weigh. I can do that. And then there's 100, so I can times that by 10 and get the total live weight of the fish. And then I can calculate how many migs, milligrams per gram I need to treat the fish and put that in the food. What I, what I can't figure out, and this is where I think medicated foods might break apart for me, what I can't figure out is how do I make sure that when I put the food in, the fish are getting the right dose. One fish might eat 10 times as much as another fish. And so that's the thing I'm trying to figure out. So I, I, I don't think I've ever recommended a medicated food yet. What I've said is I've started working with them and I'm trying to figure them out. Um, if I'm wrong, if I actually recommended one, um, uh, let me know. <laughs> I mean, maybe those words left my mouth, but my intent is to, uh, play with them more and experiment with them more and get to know them more and see if I can find something that works. Um, and I'm still, I'm still experimenting. Luckily there weren't a lot of, uh, problems in this order. So I didn't have to do a whole lot of medicating. Um, yeah. So don't know yet, David, I'm still early in my journey with medicated foods. I need a lot more experience. Um, yeah. Skippers Aquariums, when you ask Dan a question, make sure you type at Dan's fish so it highlights for me. Yes, what we want to see is this bright orange highlight for me, which will happen when you type the at symbol and then start typing Dan's fish. No space, just at symbol Dan's fish. You'll see it pop up, you select it, and then it turns bright orange for me. And that's how I navigate the chat. I just look for bright orange things and I respond to those. So thank you, Skippers Aquariums, for bringing that up. <laughs> Canada's Aquatics. That's funny, Dan. Like the person that keeps typing the same chat question in chat feels ignored. Yeah. Yeah. With the emails. Absolutely. Um, I get it though. I, I get it. Um, you, you order a fish and then you're like, did they send it? Is it coming tomorrow? I'm not ready. When are they sending it? What are they doing? Like, I, I totally get it. I've been there. And the worst is you know, when you, of course, when you order and then you don't hear back for like, several days or weeks or ever, right? Or the very worst is when you put in an order, you never hear anything. So you contact them several times, you still never hear anything. And then one day randomly it just shows up on your porch and it's like, oh, I guess these are here now, right? <laughs> yeah, but so, so I, I get it. Again, that's why I said, please don't hesitate to contact me. I'm not saying this to say, don't email me, always feel free to email me, but, um, hopefully explaining the, the shipping cycle and how the, how the day is scheduled helps people understand, um, how the communication 
cycle works, yes. Karen K, is a week long enough to treat for ick? I had a small bushy nose pleco that I got with ick. He's looking good now. No other fish look bad during the week. I-H. Um, I hate hitting send before I'm done typing. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Karen, no, you have to keep treating. Um, the ick life cycle is ick that burrows into the fish, right? And then these little cysts, if you will, that, okay, how do I explain this? Then a little package that falls out of that to the floor. Then the cells in that package divide into like, I don't know, a thousand little baby icks. Then they leave that little package, they hatch, and they swim around looking for a new host, a new fish to attach to. The only time that your typical formalin-based medicines will work to treat ick is during that free-swimming stage. So just because the adults are dead, although you're not seeing any more white spots, doesn't mean that you don't still have a whole bunch of little eggs or cysts or whatever they're called all around the bottom of your aquarium and stuck to your plants and in your filter and everything that are going to hatch over the next several days and can reinfect the fish. So what you want to do, and it's temperature dependent, uh, the warmer your tank, the quicker all this happens because the, the hotter the tank, the quicker the ick life cycle. But I, I would say that I would treat for an additional week after I saw the, the, the ick leave the fish just to make sure that, um, that I've got all the babies as they hatch out more or less. So no, keep it coming. Keep it coming for, for a week or so. All right. For a week, like after all the symptoms are gone, if that makes sense. Now I got to do the disclaimer. I'm not a veterinarian or anything like that, but I, I do know the egg life cycle. And so I, I always treat for several days, usually around a week after the last symptom is cleared. Danica and Aquatics, can't wait for Saturday, my friend. Amazing. I can't either. Kenny E, it's going to be fun. So Kenny E is going to come visit me this Saturday on his Fish Fam tour um, after seeing, I believe, candy overholes and um, or maybe it's reverse order. I don't know, but um, I'm looking forward to it, too. Yeah, I don't get a lot of visitors here. And I miss the uh, days of living in Southern California where there were fish geeks everywhere and they always visited. So I can't wait to see you. Oh, one thing, Kenny, um, my refrigerator went out. Um, when was this? Sunday night. And so I had a repairman over Monday to try to fix it. He said, nope, your compressor is gone. I said, can you fix that? He's like, uh, on this model, it's they can't get parts and all that. Like it's maybe two months out before the part arrives and it'd be 800 bucks. So we're, so, so we went to buy a new fridge. There's only two places in town to buy a fridge. This is a small town in Wyoming. You can go to Sears or you can go to Home Depot. We went to both. They don't have any fridges in stock. They have a showroom, but they wouldn't sell me the showroom fridges. Um, and their turnaround is six weeks to eight weeks. So my plan was to um, cook for Kenny E and make sure he had a nice meal and stuff while he was here. But I don't have a fridge, dude. So it might be. So come. We'll have a blast. But uh, I don't know. We might have some canned chili or something. <laughs> so sorry about that. But until the new fridge comes and they're telling me six to eight weeks, um, then um. It's going to be a little funky as far as feeding people goes. 
I've got a barbecue. Maybe we could do something. Maybe I figure something out. But the trick is how do you store the leftovers? That's where it gets weird. Okay. Orange cones got my large box. Okay, I saw that one. Thanks again. Glad to hear they made it. But I saw one here that wasn't highlighted. Um, let me see if I can find it again. And chat jumped, so hang on. We're going for a wild ride. Here we go. Okay, the next one I can see is Andrew Purry. Didn't highlight, but I see that he tried. Do you have any experience with Anacris? I almost said Ancestris. <laughs> or a Gary Adensa. Got a bunch and don't know if it's better to plant in my 55-gallon or 40 breeder. Andrew, I'm not much of a planted guy. Um, I've had Anacris in the past. Didn't usually do very well for me. I don't even know what Egeria densa is. So someone here who knows plants, could you answer Andrew's question? Uh, those are two plants I'm just not very versed with. The two plants I know are water sprite and java moss. I know java fern okay. I know pogostemus stellatus octopus okay. I know duckweed, who doesn't? Um, and that's about the end of it. I Basically, I try to find plants that I can't kill um, and just keep them. So... Not your guy, but I, I did see some people in chat that are very knowledgeable about plants. So if you folks would respond and include Andrew in your response, that would be amazing. Thank you. New Mexico Aquatics. Hey, little Bobby. Do you like trios or reverse trios when breeding Odessa barbs? What about Funnelopanchak's garden rye? So for Odessa barbs, I like reverse trios. For garden rye, I like trios or more. For garden rye, what I really like is like seven females per male in a big group, in a big tank. Um, I don't know, like 40 of them in there or so. Um, total, males and females, total of 40, maybe seven females per male, something like that. Get a ton of eggs that way, but you don't need to. Garden rye are so prolific that with just a trio, one male, two females, um, you'll get you'll get a ton of eggs too. But um, with garden rye, the more females, the better, really. The more you can spread that male's attention, the better. Igor Anonymous. I didn't even say Edgar. <laughs> Look at that. Igor, how many dwarf neon rainbow fish would you recommend with six angels and a 55 gallon? I, might, I may get green neon tetras and rummy nose tetras later. So um, first thing is be careful getting green neon tetras, angelfish, Definitely get big enough to slurp up neons without too much trouble. Um, and if you get rummy nose, make sure they're they're big because same problem. Dwarf neon rainbows and a 55. You know, that's such a hard question to answer. Everyone keeps fish differently. And it's all about how much food do you feed? How often do you gravel, uh, gravel vac or do water changes and things like that? What's your filtration like? And is it full of plants and things like that that help keep things stable? So each tank is so different. That's a hard question to answer. But I would say just in general terms, if you if you change the water every couple of weeks, 25 to 30 percent, and you have a decent filter, and even if it's not planted, but it's well established and has been set up and is not going to experience some kind of spike in ammonia or nitrite, then I would say in a 55 dwarf neons with six angels, I'd, I'd probably do eight to 12 personally. That's, 
that's just me. I, I don't know. Um, so many variables, it's hard to say. But personally, I would probably do, I'd like, I'd probably do around 12 or so. Yeah. I mean, the angels are going to get pretty big. And if you want to add more stuff later, that'll still give you the, the effect of a nice group of them, but give you some room later. And six angels, um, what I find often in a 55, six angels often turns into two because you'll get a pair that pairs off and is very aggressive to the other angels. So I don't know if you'll have six in there forever or not. Maybe you will. I mean, there are some tanks where six angels can live together long term, but um, that tank might ebb and flow a little bit. Mike Stambaugh, are you going to bring in rare rainbows more often? Um, long term, yes. One of the reasons I want to build the warehouse, and we're getting closer to that, is because then I can do things like this pretty constantly. Like every two weeks or every month, I can bring in some kind of neat import like this, whether it's the rainbows or killifish out of Africa or um, nanochromus, uh, some pelvic achromus species, things like that. Um, just cool stuff. Um, I can do that much more often with a larger facility. So what we're doing right now, just so you know, Mike, is we're basically testing a business model. <clears throat> My voice cracked, just a sec. We're seeing um, what happens. What happens when I order from wholesalers? What happens when I order from transshippers? What happens when I import directly? Um, what kinds of margins result? How does it affect the business? What kinds of sales result? Things like that. What kinds of expenses? And just crunching all that data. We're, we're far enough along that uh, things are looking pretty good, but there's a little more data to crunch. However, where we're at in the process is um, I am looking at some land to see if I can find the correct place to build the warehouse in anticipation for uh, proceeding. I'm crunching all these numbers and I'll have a report to my investors. I, I can't say when, um, not for at least two weeks because I've got all these orders to pack. Um, but I, I have got the final numbers back from the bookkeeper. I think I got those last week. And so as soon as I find a moment, um, I can crunch all that, report that to the investors and see where we go from there. I, I do think we want to perhaps gather... I don't know how much more we'll need to gather. We might need a, a few more months of data before we're ready to proceed. But once, so hopefully we're able to um, build a warehouse um, fairly soon. Uh, that could be a year, like fairly soon is relative, right? And once we have that much space, then this kind of thing can happen uh, fairly regularly, uh, provided COVID doesn't shut the world down or something like that. So the plan long-term, is to do stuff like that quite a bit, yes. Mr. DDS1520, thoughts on why guppies and red-eyed red sword tails will drop, fry, four to five months straight, then stop, oh yeah, dropping, but look like they will explode for the next few months and still never drop their fry. It's a mystery to me, Mr. DDS, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I know what you're talking about, and I don't know what it is. FYI, the fish follow the same feeding, live food, frozen flakes, pellets, and rapashi, and same weekly water changes. I even separate the males uh, to not stress the females. Yeah, I, I know. I've, I've seen it too. Um, I do not know what causes it. <laughs> 
if anyone does, if anyone else is familiar with that and knows what causes it, sorry, my nose just, hang on, you can do one big sniffle and then it should be done. Okay. Trey Lorton, $5 super chat. Why, thank you, Trey. Appreciate it. Thanks for the super chat. Always appreciated, never required, but it does make Brenda, my wife, super happy. Looking forward to my order next week. Yes, first time ordering from you. Super excited. Keep up the good work and thanks for all the knowledge. Hey, you're welcome. And I'm thanks for thanks for the order. Um, and I know that your first time ordering online can be, it's different. It can be a little nerve wracking and I get that. Um, however, I had a great, a great email today from a first time customer. Um, I won't say their name because they might not, you know, appreciate that. But here's the email I got. First order. So this is this first time for this person's first time ordering from me. Hi, Dan, all the fish doing well, swimming, eating, coloring and good. He got the fish today. A great big thank you. Um, for the extras, always nice to have more. Sincerely, thank you. I could not have asked for better service. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So every now and then, we do something right. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it's cool to get emails and feedback and know that everything went okay. So I know it's your first time. I do want to assure you that I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you have a good result. Because um, I know, I know how... Uh, how nerve wracking that can be. It's, it's, it's always a bit of a ah, little bit of anxiety, right? John's fish room. Do you run salt in your tanks? Also, what is the temp you keep your fish at? So I do put salt in my tanks when the fish first arrive. Usually if I put them in a planted tank, which I don't usually put fish directly in a planted tank, but if I do, then obviously I can't salt them because the salt will kill the plants. But almost always I put salt in five, um, five grams of salt per liter of water. That works out to five parts per thousand. The range that the veterinarians say you can use for fish is five to eight parts per thousand. I settle at five because I'm nervous about going any higher and it's been working fine for me for a long time. Um, and I do that when they first come in basically, um, so that they have less osmotic regulation effort. Um, and as they settle in and kind of get to know their surroundings and stop being so stressed and start acting normal, then, um, then I stop adding the salt, right? So that's what I do. I keep it at five grams per liter, uh, for the first few days. And after that, usually a fish are like, okay, okay, okay. We're okay now. And I can, you know, stop adding it. And as water changes happen, it gradually kind of dissipates out of the system. What temp do you keep your fish room at? I like to keep my fish room in the mid 70s. So the water in the tanks is, is in the mid 70s. Water in the tanks generally runs about two degrees lower than the water. I'm sorry, than the, than the temperature in the room, the atmospheric temperature, because you have some evaporation and things like that. And that tends to cool the water a bit. Um, in the heat of the summer, my fish room is now, let me check the thermometer. Yeah, it's in the low 80s right now. So in the summer, it gets um, high 70s, low 80s. So I would say that an ideal for me would be like 78 to 79 degrees for the fish room temperature. So it kind of depends on winter or summer. 
So the tanks right now are probably about 79 degrees or so on the lower level and on the top level, probably um, around 80 degrees would be my guess. Okay, let me make sure I didn't miss anyone. Elflower one stars. Oh, I should say this also. There are tanks that have uh, cooler water fish in them, like rice fish or the roseline bar, not roseline barbs. Well, yeah, them too, but um, um, <laughs> rainbow shiners, bitterlings. Um, sometimes I get like gymnogeophagus balzani in, uh, things like that that like it a little cooler. Um, those, I keep the top off those tanks. So there's more evaporation. So they, they're a few degrees cooler than everyone else. And if it's still too hot, I put a little mini fan on there and that'll cool it down a good five degrees if you have a fan blowing across the surface of a water, of the tank and the top off the tank. So now, Elflower One Stars, can you put aquarium salt and mineral stones when quarries are in your tanks? Okay, let's talk about this. Mineral stones I don't use, so I don't know much about that. I, I don't think that would be a problem. That's basically like calcium carbonate, right? That gradually dissolves. That's not going to hurt anything. If that's what it is. Salt. Okay. There's all kinds of lore out there that salt will kill plecos and catfish and loaches and gobies and what other species? All kinds of species, right? I have it directly from several veterinarians who specialize in fish that that's not the case. Here's what I think happens. We put our new batch of Corydoras in the tank. We throw a bunch of salt in the tank. The salt settles to the bottom. So you get a hypersaline layer at the bottom of the tank. The quarry swims through that, has a problem. It's not because there's salt in the tank. It's because the salt has not been applied correctly in the tank. And you have this hypersaline patch. And you'll see it. You'll see waves of salt as, you know, drifting off of this patch, this kind of wavy saline water drift up off this patch of salt, kind of like heat waves off the top of asphalt in the summer when it's hot, when you're looking down the highway or whatever, right? Well, what you've done is created a, a very toxic section of the aquarium floor. And if the catfish come in contact with it, yeah, you're going to have a problem. Um, but if you pre-dissolve that salt in the aquarium, and it, you don't create this deadly zone by just dropping dry salt in a tank with fish in it, but you dissolve it first, then I, you're not going to have that problem. At least I've never had that problem. And I use salt on everything. I use it on my gobies, my loaches, my quarries, my plecos um, when I first get them in. Wild type bettas. I mean, tell me a fish that is supposed to be sensitive to salt. I've probably kept it, I've probably acclimated it using salt, and I probably haven't had a problem. In fact, I know I haven't. There is no species that I've kept that I've had a problem using salt. Also, every fish I ship is shipped in water that has five grams of salt per liter of water um, to help with osmotic stress during shipping. So I've asked veterinarians this question, are there any species to watch out for? And their response was, at five parts per thousand to eight parts per thousand, they can't think of any freshwater species that would have an issue. So as long as we pre-dissolve it, we're good. So here's what I do now. Usually before I get the fish, 
I put the salt in the tank. It's all nice and dissolved before I put the fish in the tank. But if I can't do that, I'm in a situation where I'm like, oh man, this fish can't go in that tank where I thought it was going to go because it's, I don't know, it came in bigger than I thought and it'll eat those fish. So now I have to put it over here or something. I don't know. Um, then what I do is I take a fine white mesh net, like a brine shrimp net, but big, like 10 inches by six inches or something like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be big, but I have them. So I use them. I put that up and hang it on the rim of the tank. So the, so the net is in the tank, hanging at the top of the tank. I put that over the filter. So there's a lot of circulation and I dump the salt into the net. So I'm not creating this dense zone down here. The salt is gradually falling out of the net and getting mixed into the water. So I'm not creating a, a deadly zone at the bottom of the tank for like quarries or something like that. So that's not as good as pre-dissolving salt and putting it in, like taking a gallon of water, dissolving the salt in there, and then putting it in gradually, or having the salt already dissolved in the aquarium before you ever introduce the fish. But it, it does tend to work in a pinch. Okay. So just my thing on salt, I... I I'll never beat it because the lore is so prevalent, but I, it's, it's lore, it's myth, it's that salt kills fish. Um, as far as I know, as far as I know. Again, not a veterinarian, but I have it directly from more than one veterinarian. B-Start, what time to bring in summer tub fish? Thinking next month, not sure if I will bring them in a group or a couple, then wait a week. Any advice? Um, I would just, honestly, I keep tabs on the temperature out there. Every section of the United States is going to be different, right? If you're in the South, the North, um, if you're by an ocean or you're inland, whatever, it's all going to be different. So, so look at that temperature tolerance for the fish. What's their range of tolerance? And just in the morning, go out and take a, I love like a laser thermometer. What are they called? Those thermometer guns that shoot a laser, infrared thermometers, something like that. In zing each tub and uh when one gets to the point where it's in the danger zone for the fish then you bring them in that's that's the only way i i know to do it so i can't say on this date bring them in because every year the weather's different every zone's the weather different but there are lots of people that as soon as school starts they bring in the fish that's just their routine and that's fine you know there's no nothing wrong with that but um I, I'm not summer tubbing right now, but I have kept fish in tubs outside in the past. And it was just keeping track of temperature, basically. What's happening? People are throwing money at me. Oh, I missed a lot of them. Holy cow. I'm sorry, folks. Let's get to these super chats real quick. Um, and then we'll do the first round of giveaways. Scott's Aquatics, 99 cent, as Steenfot would say, deuce. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Appreciate the fertilizer. I'm going to spread it around. <laughs> Taylor Gibson Alsace. Alsace? Alsace? Taylor. $2.99. Thanks, Taylor. I appreciate it. Sorry that I'm sure I butchered the hyphenated part of your name. Dan Aquin Aquatics. You're fine, Dan. Not there to eat. Just there to geek out on fish. No worries. Oh, there's plenty of that. There's plenty of geeking out on fish we'll do. We'll have a blast, man. I know. I can't wait. Kayla's Aquatics, $20 Super Chat. Let's get bushy. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for the reminder. And the $20. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Every time I set my alarm, it goes off and spits out a $20 bill. <laughs> That's what it's like having Bob as a mod. <laughs> All jokes aside, appreciate you, Bob. Thanks. 
Nurse Beckus with the 999. Thank you, pair. I think it won't let me scroll down all the way, Nurse Beckus. So I, I'm like, I'm seeing a pair with a thank you on it, but I can't see down past that. But thank you for the super chat. Always appreciate it. Never required, but it makes the wife super happy. Um, okay. Now for the first giveaway, we're going to make this the batch of normal Bushinos Plecos. Whoever wins this drawing I'm about to do will receive five normal Bushinos Plecos from uh, glass boxes. Oh, geez, now I've forgotten. It's glass boxes or glass tanks. Jeez, Chris, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's Glass Box Aquarist. <laughs> she, it just went poof um, from Chris, let's say. And um, here we go. How many? We have 142 eligible people, and the winner is. No way! Kayla's Aquatics! All right, Bob, you have won. Kayla's Aquatics, you have won five normal Bushy Nose Plecos. Um, I did say normal, right? Ah. Pleco, normal. Just making a note here. Bob Killer. So I can remember who won which one. All right. Woohoo. Good, Bob. That's good. I, I like it when someone who like mods or super chats a lot or comments a lot or something wins. You know, it's like, oh, good. They deserve it. So congrats, Bob. You're a winner. <laughs> Bob's like, I've always been a winner. Yeah, we know. We know. We know. We get it, Codfather. We get it. When your name is Codfather, of course you're a winner. Me, I'm more like a Cod piece, but one day, one day maybe I'll get to Codfather status. Um, all right, so we'll do the next giveaway in, in a bit, and we'll uh, try to do it before the very end when all these, like, it's like ticket scalpers, right? Just show up at the very end to, like, do it. <laughs> Kids Aquatics, $10 with a jumpy mannish Pippi Longstocking. That's what that is. That's the male version of Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> Thanks, Kids Aquatics. Um, uh, Bob, um, I will get you in touch with um, Chris, and you guys can work out the shipping plan. All righty. That's awesome. That makes me happy. While I'm at it, I should take a moment to thank my moderators. Thanks to my mods. I appreciate each and every one of you uh, being here and doing what you do every week. Um, still astounds me that you're willing to do it. And I'm just ever so grateful because like every now and then I'll, I'll read through the chat when a stream ends. I'll like rewatch a stream just so I can see the chat because I miss most of it during the live, you know, when we're live. And um, man, you guys... You guys do a great job keeping this thing, uh, I don't know, keeping it kosher. Is Am I allowed to say that? Kind of keeping it how it should be, I guess. Um, all right. Mr. DDS1520, thoughts on why guppies and red eye red sword tails got that one. Got that one. I wish I could help you. I wish I knew. Elflower one stars, the side is going to stop until... This site is going to stop until I see 200 likes for the man. <laughs> Thanks, Hellflower One Stars. How are we doing, likes? 143? It's not bad. And we have 255 people here. Welcome, folks. If this is your first time, you have found the uh, Fishmonger live stream. Um, and I'm glad you're here. 
Welcome. We do this every Wednesday, just so you know. So if you like it, we'll see you next week. If not, hey, <laughs> you can't please all the people all the time. The Pikachu crew saying hello. Hello, right back at you. Right back at you. Mickey M, according to some experts I've met, old scientific language is tough to pronounce 100%. People who spoke it are no longer with us. Yeah, so no, no, so none knows or no one knows for sure how to pronounce how to pronounce old scientific names. Yes, absolutely. It's they're dead languages, so we've never heard them ever. But there are Latin scholars and Greek scholars who have a much better idea than I do. And, um, and, and people that are familiar with the nomenclature and things scientifically that are every time I say a scientific name, especially or location of the rainbows or whatever, are probably just like, <laughs> but <clears throat> that's where I'm at in my Latin game. Cheers. <laughs> My trick is I just try to do it with a bit of a, a Spanish accent and hope it sounds okay. Because I do know Spanish. <laughs> Chandra Sakar C. Any recommendation for treating columnaris worms? Yes, Levamisol. Levamisol is your friend. You can find it on eBay. Let's help you real quick. Um, you can probably find it on Amazon too. Just so you know what I'm talking about, this stuff is levamisol. Prohibit, this is also levamisol. Um, this is the stuff to use. A quarter of a teaspoon will treat 100 gallons. You don't need a lot. Now, I showed you it on eBay just so I could get a quick picture to show you. Where I would recommend you get it is from selectaquatics.com. Why? Because Greg Sage, the guy that runs that website, is a good dude. He's doing a ton to preserve very endangered fish. Some, at least, of the fish he has no longer exist in the wild because their habitat's been destroyed. He's one of the few people that is able to keep a lot of the wild-type live bears that are so endangered or extinct in the wild long-term. He's been doing it for decades. And my fear is that one day when Greg Sage is no longer with us, a lot of those fish are gonna disappear because I don't know, I'm sure they're out there and I don't mean to like be offensive by not including them. <laughs> so I'm sorry if you're doing this too and I just don't know about it, but he's the only guy I know of that is committed to it long-term. Most of us are like, oh good, I'm gonna help and we get a species and we might keep it for a little while we might distribute a few babies. We might not. And then after, you know, a year or two, we don't have the fish anymore, right? That happens all the time when people are, are conserving species. Now, that's fine if they pass the fish on to other people and then moved on to something else and all that. But, um, like, I'm not saying it's bad. But what I am saying is Greg Sage is different. He's literally been keeping some of these fish for decades. And there's some of the fish that if he hadn't kept them, we wouldn't have them anymore, as far as I know. I think that's a true statement. So he sells Levamisol. And one nice thing about how he sells it is he sells it in smaller packets. So you don't have to buy a big uh, bag, basically sealed bag of Levamisol. And just you're like, I only need like a few teaspoons for total treatment, right? 
Um, so Greg will sell you what you need. So I'd recommend you go there, selectaquatics.com, just to support the guy because um, he deserves it and because he'll sell you smaller quantities, which is probably what you need. So here's how I would do with Amosol. I would do, um, if I had a 100-gallon aquarium, and you can do the math from there, I put in a quarter of a teaspoon. I mean, you can do it by weight if you really want to, but quarter teaspoon tends to work. And then I'd wait three days, and if I hadn't changed the water, and then I would do like a 50% water change, let's say, and then redose another quarter teaspoon, wait three days, do a 50% water change, redose, and then I would wait a week, and then I would do it again. So, I mean, Vamosol is pretty safe, and what you're trying to do is do it long enough that you kill the worms, and you actually break the life cycle because you're not going to be killing the eggs. You're only going to be killing the adults. So that's how I would do it. And again, I'm not a veterinarian. I could be wrong about some of the details of that, but that's what works for me. The Pikachu crew, I'm trying to start a cichlid tank, Oscars and Rams. Any tips on advice? Um, Pikachu, um, I'm going to assume that you're I'm glad you're here. I'm going to assume that you're just kind of getting your feet wet with cichlids, that you're you're just starting to think about doing it and haven't done a lot of it. Um, just so you know, Oscars and Rams are not going to go together. The Oscars are going to kill the Rams too sweet. Um, so Rams are very peaceful, small cichlids that uh, don't have the equipment to really hold their own against an Oscar. Oscars get big, they have big mouths, and they have big attitudes. And so those two fish won't meet. Okay. So now I'm not saying no one could ever do it in some hypothetical situation, but for the average fish keeper, it's just not going to happen. Um, so I, what I would do is choose one of those Rams or Oscars, start there with one species, get to know it well, and then research another species heavily. If you see another one you like, get to know it really well. And at least by research, and then you can kind of make an educated guess. Once you've kept one fish for a while and you know its personality and stuff, then you can kind of start mixing other fish with it if you should, <laughs> right? If if you're if you're like, oh, that'll work because I know this fish well enough to know that it won't hurt that, right? Um, but anyway, pick one of the two and, and go with it. Okay, Small Fry Aquatics, for the repeating email or message, Ask new task for Jonathan. <laughs> Auto response saying, yes, I love you. Yes, you're valued. And I respond as soon as I am able. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> like, I don't want to insult or denigrate that customer. I value them. I'm glad they ordered. And, and, and I understand the mindset of the customer because I've been a customer – buying fish online for years. And I, I, I know how nerve wracking it is. So I get it. But Craig, that's still funny. Um, orange cones, were the chili raspberries really chili raspberries this last order? Yes, they were. Um, and I'm just fattening them up. There's no problems. But and they didn't come in like super emaciated, but they came in fairly small. They had good weight to them, but they weren't plump. Um, and they weren't real, they were fairly small. So I'm just shoving them full of food. Um, my guess is probably two weeks is my guess. I, I mean, I vacillate between a week or two weeks before they're fat enough to sell. Um, and kind of big enough that I'm like, okay, they'll ship. Okay. And I don't have to worry so much. 
So nothing wrong with them. They are actually chili rasboras as far as I can tell. I mean, they definitely look like them. And um, I'm just, I say a week or two weeks and it'll be a month. I mean, I, I hate giving timelines because it's up to the fish. But as soon as the fish are to the standard where I don't have to worry so much about shipping them and I'm confident they'll do well, then, then I'll post them. But yeah, I'm happy to say they sure were. Okay. Let me scroll up here because chat jumped. Um, and oh, chat really jumped. Woo! Okay. So this is as far up as I can go. Can't go any higher than that. Can go down, but not up. Yep. So um, the first question or comment I can see, besides candy, letting everyone know how to get a hold of me, is Rick. When are we giving away the abnormal ones? <laughs> the abnormal bushy nose? I, I'm not quite sure, Rick, uh, what that's referring to, but um, um, I do know that on Bob's, Bob Steenfot's uh, live stream, oh, recently, we, there was a big discussion about like uh, zebra plecos, right? That had like deformed faces or something that people were getting. Um, so I'm wondering if this question's spinning off of that or something. Um, I'm going to move on though, because my brain isn't attaching that comment uh, to what we were discussing. Although I'm sure it made total sense when you listed it. Um, thanks for posting it. I just, and I, I realize it's a joke. I just, I'm not getting the joke because it's been so long that I, my brain can't attach what we were talking about to that comment. I'm sorry. It's that's part that's okay. So that's probably the biggest problem with being as behind in chat as I always am. Right. Is that, um, most things are good. Like I can give detailed answers. I feel like, I feel like we're talking. Um, yeah, but when someone leaves something witty, like if they did it and I saw it right as they left it, I'd probably be cracking up right now. Cause I, I would get it. But when I'm so far behind as, as Candy says, when I'm six months behind in the chat and then I see the witty comment, I've already, I forgot the context. So that's, that is the, that is the downside of doing it how I do it and always being behind. Vinokski, hey, good to see ya. Aqua Balls, give me the albinos so I can breed them. Well, we'll see if you win. I, and, and you don't have to re-enter like, um, there's 157 people still eligible, so it's not like you have to re-enter anything. So we'll do that in a little bit. Okay. Okay. Here we go. New Mexico Aquatics, little Bobby. How long can my brine shrimp colony live? How many days can I feed the BBS before they start dying and fouling the water they hatched in mid-70 temp? Oh, in mid-70s... Um, I would try to feed them within a day. So here's what happens with baby brine shrimp. So they hatch and they're nutritious, delicious, amazing food because what they are when they first hatch is just an egg that moves. So they have all that protein and fat in them, all that nutrition in them that they need to develop and grow. Okay. But they're going to start molting within a few hours, six to eight hours. I think is the term at, let's say 80 degrees, something like that. I, I mean, you can look all this up, but within a few hours, um, they're going to molt. And when they molt, they're going to steal some of that energy from their 
they're not going to steal it. It's theirs. They're going to use some of that energy, some of that fat and protein from the egg sac that they're can, that they have inside them from the yolk, and they're going to use that energy and that nutrition to grow. So they molt, they develop a little more. They're going to do that a few times. Each time they do it, um, they're going to use that nutrition. So you have two options really that are good. One is feed the baby brine shrimp before they start molting because then they're, they're so packed with nutrition that they're great for fish. You do that by, <clears throat> as you hatch brine shrimp, you get to know how long it takes before they start hatching, right? Is it 12 hours? Is it 18, 24, 30? Depends on temperature and things like that. But you'll get to know how long it takes. Well, if you can feed them right as they're hatching, um, within, you know, I don't know, an hour or so of hatching, that's great. They're packed with nutrition. If not, then take them, put them in a shallow container. So there's a lot of surface area and put them in a fridge. I use like a plastic shoe box and put like an inch of water in there about. Okay. And I can put oh, about half a liter of brine shrimp in there. Put that in the fridge. That cold temperature will keep them from molting. So you'll be able to get several hours of them, maybe even till the next day. Um, and you can tell when you look at them if they've molted or not. They've changed shape. They're bigger. They're different, right? So you'll have to figure out when they're not in the fridge, how long does it take before they start molting? When they are in the fridge, how long does it take before they start molting? And then you can kind of determine when you want to feed them. You want to feed them ideally before they molt. Now, if they molt, it's not like they're garbage. You can still feed them, but they just don't have nearly as much nutrition, um, and they're not as complete a diet at that point. The other thing you can do is you can keep them longer term in like some kind of container where they do molt. And once they've molted a time or two, they start feeding. They don't feed when they first are hatched. They're just leaving off their yolk sac or their yolk. I guess it's inside them. So it's not really a yolk sac. Um, what you can do is when they start feeding, if you want, this gets complicated and I don't usually worry about this, but if you want, you can start feeding them really uh, rich foods like spirulina powder or, or some of the different algaes in powder form and things like that. Um, and that gut loads the baby brine shrimp. So even though they've molted, they're feeding now, you fed them something that you want your fish to get and then you can feed them that way. But it, it all depends on lots of factors. So it's something you're going to have to time out. There's, there's no like at 70 degrees, it's always this um, because it could depend on salinity. It could depend on, on light. It could depend. It does depend on temperature for sure. Um, but um, yeah, that's what I'd say about that. It's, it's a little more complex than just saying, oh, five hours, like depends on surface area, oxygen availability, all kinds of things. So sorry, I can't give you a simple answer, but hopefully that explanation is useful. So then you can time it out and get to know your system to where you can know what to do all the time. <clears throat> okay. Jeffrey Cunningham. I've always thought of dance fish as more of a fish. Concierge concierge. Is that what that is? <laughs> Full of wisdom and experience. Oh, thank you, Jeffrey. That's so nice. Concierge, right? Am I butchering that? <laughs> Jeffrey, that's one of the nicest things anyone said to me in a long time. Thank you. I appreciate it. I do what I can. I share what I can. Here's a big caveat, though. 
I'm learning all the time. I don't know what I don't know until I know that I don't know it. And so there's things I said on videos. I can't think of one right now, but that I said on videos two years ago that I know now to be false because I've learned something different, right? I've, 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 I found a better source with better information, like, like an actual vet or a scholarly article or something like that. So I'm, I'm on this journey too, though. So I do my best. Um, I tell you what I think, but fact check me, everybody, <laughs> especially, especially if it has to do with fish health or fish disease or anything like that. Um, I'm, I'm not qualified to talk about that stuff. The only reason I do it is because what option do we have? Like, how many fish vets do you have in your town that you can get answers from? Probably none. So, um, I, I wish we had fish vets like we do dog and cat vets that we could get <laughs> real expert opinions from, but I do try my best and I appreciate the comment. That's very nice. Okay. We're at age 17. We're going to do the second giveaway. I'm curious to see how many people stick around after the giveaway. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> now that Bob won, it's like, look at this, like all his chats are going there, <laughs> whether they're related to <laughs> the giveaway or not. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So now we're going to give away the albinos. Um, I'm just making a note so I can remember who won which batch. So here come the albinos and the winner is... Jerry Serpel Morris. Jerry, you have won. If your name is Jerry Serpel Morris, you have one minute to confirm you're here and claim your winnings. Um, Jerry, congratulations. Uh, and I don't recognize that name. So, Jerry, I don't know if you're new or not, but if you are, welcome. And if you're not and you're here all the time and I somehow my brain is... Uh, forgetting that, then, then I apologize profusely, but welcome and congratulations. You've got about 30 more seconds to let us know you're here. I'm going to scroll to the bottom of the chat just so I can see if you chime in. There you are. All right. Congrats, man. Congrats to Jerry. So Jerry, here's the deal. Email me, dan at dancefish.com. In the email, tell me your first and last name. Oh, wait, I'm not mailing them to you. Never mind. I don't need your first and last name and mailing address. Just email me and say, hey, I'm Jerry. I won the albino plecos and I'll get you in touch with Chris from Glassbox Aquarist um, so that you can both figure out the shipping schedule. All right. And now we're going to keep going for another, oh, 11 minutes is what we've got. Oh, Shoot. Okay. Well, chat jumped again. The first comment I can see is color guppies. Mr. Sage's green dragons are amazing. Yeah. So Greg Sage at Select Aquatics has developed a very nice line of green dragons. Um, and when I was visiting him and touring his fish room, he showed me a really cool project. They're actually like snow dragons or white dragons he's working on. So, so that's pretty cool. Um, he, he's, you've seen some of them in some of his videos, but I don't think he's selling them yet. I could be wrong about that. Um, but, um, he, he's working on the line and I can't wait to see what happens with those. QLTD, Greg, like me, we're original members of the American Library Association. Not too many people are left. Yeah. Yep. That's, 
<laughs> you got the old timers, right? The old timers still timing on. Yep, of course. In fact, I think Greg was a president of the um, ALA, the American Library Association at one point. Brian, $5. Any update on the Melanotania Parva? I know it's not required, but want to make Brenda happy. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. You know it. Oh, Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, the parva I'm still not letting go. Um, I don't expect them to be ready for like at least a month or anything. They're not dying. It's not like that. They just don't look quite right to me. They look a little bloated. And I'm, I'm worried about the gills. On some of them, the gills, I could be wrong, but the gills look like they're just, it's not obvious. But the gills look like they could be slightly inflamed or something. Um, so I'm just not selling them yet. Now, the reason I say a month or so is they're not like massively bloated. They just look to me like they're a little bigger than I would expect um, tummy wise. And it's not super obvious. So I could just be paranoid, but I'd rather be paranoid than send someone a fish that as soon as I put it in a bag and it goes through shipping and gets to them, it's going to get stressed out and blow it up. Right. So <clears throat> I'm just keeping an eye on them. And the reason I say a month is because bloat issues, you don't mess around with. So that could be very serious. So it's going to be at least a month, I think. So it could be longer and could be never. Like maybe, maybe they never look good, but they just look a little off. And I hope I'm wrong, but got to be cautious. So that's the update. Nothing's changed. I am Sugar Hill. How much scuds come in your start order? I'm trying to figure out if I should purchase one order or two. Also, what days do you ship? So um, right now I'm shipping on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, basically, catch the fish, bag them on Monday, change the water, seal them up, box them, send them out on um, Tuesday, Wednesday, catch the new batch of fish, get them in the bag. Thursday, change the water, seal them, box them, send them out. That's that's kind of how we're doing it right now. I would say one order is sufficient um, just because they multiply so fast. And I don't count them. All I do is I take a, a little bag, put a little java moss in it, and put some scuds in. And I'm like, yeah, that's a decent amount of scuds. That'll get them started, and I send it. I don't count them or anything. But I'd be surprised if there was less than hundred or 200 scuds in a bag, but I haven't counted them though. Um, but they multiply like crazy. So I think you'll be fine. Gary's Aquatics. Hey Dan, how's it going tonight? Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Doing good here. Been fighting with power outage in my area. Oof, all day. Oh yeah. Planet tanks do help with that a bit, especially if the lights are on. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I know that we had that big storm on the East Coast, so, you know, I, I imagine some folks might have been affected by that. I don't know if you're on the East Coast, but there are some power outages for sure. Hurricanes are no fun. Rick Stidham, <laughs> that's my wisdom for the night. Well, kids, hurricanes is no fun. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Sometimes I say things and then I hear them afterwards and I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Rick Stidham. Does Levamisol kill snails? Rick, I don't keep any like 
fancy snails. I just have pond snails and ram's horn snails that like appear on plants and grow in my tanks. Um, and I love them. I've never had the Levamisol kill them. Now, I don't know if that's in every situation. My water is different than other people's. And sometimes your water chemistry uh, can affect the, the toxicity of a medication. Um, I don't know if they would kill rabbit snails, but they don't kill I don't know, ram's horn snails. Like, I don't know all the details of that, but I've never had them kill snails. I just keep little pond snails and ram's horn snails. Uh, I've never had the Lefamisol be a problem. Punchy Bane. So that reminds me, fish came today. Awesome. And they are gorgeous. Video probably Friday. Awesome, Pam. I'm glad you got them. Um, isn't Maria awesome? <laughs> Setting that whole thing up. But yeah, I hope you enjoy them. And um, hope you get lots of babies. T-Shot. And and by the way, you're, you're totally welcome. Um, thanks for everything you do. We appreciate you. T-Shot, everywhere I go, I see Ick. Ooh, my LFS that I've been going to for the last four months, Petco, PetSmart. I'm losing confidence in buying fish. Thoughts, never buy a fish with Ick in the tank, right? Um, okay. So here's the thing about Ick and most other parasites. So when we talk about fish diseases, we talk about treating them. And in our, in our mind as a hobbyist, what that means is we've eradicated it. It's gone. We're never going to have a problem again. When veterinarians talk about parasites like ick, um, they don't talk about treatment really in the way we do. They talk about management because they know they're never going to eradicate it. A lot of these parasites have complex life cycles. Medicines are only effective at one little tiny blip in the life cycle. And so it makes it nigh impossible to actually wipe it out completely. That's not what we're doing. It's what we like to do. It's what we try to do. But even the veterinarians will tell you that's not what they're doing. Um, so what are we doing? Basically, when ick takes over and most other parasites take over, it's because the fish's immune system has become compromised. That happens all the time in pet stores because the fish that they're getting have been through this kind of meat grinder of a supply chain um, and, and they've been stressed for a long time and they're they're just that stress has impacted their immune system to the point where it's not acting up to par and therefore the fish get sick from things that normally they have but that don't make them sick so they always have pathogens but they're usually not diseased meaning those pathogens are not in such abundance that they're compromising the ability of the fish to live its life and function normally okay so it's not a surprise that pet stores have ick. It's one of the most common things that pet stores get. They get lots of other things too. This is not just ick. This is true of many, many different little parasites and, and problems. Okay. Um, so there's not much a standard pet store can do about it. They don't have quarantine systems. So they buy these fish. The fish have been through this, I mean, I call it a meat grinder. That's a little extreme maybe, but this very stressful supply chain, they get to the store, their immune system's compromised, they're going to get ick. It's not the store's fault, except for, well, it kind of is because they should quarantine, but most stores don't have, having aren't set up like that. They don't have the real estate for it. They just don't do it. I'm not saying they shouldn't, they should, but they don't. And so they're going to get ick in the tanks and hopefully they treat it in the tanks. So... It depends. If you're a super experienced fish keeper, 
and you know how to treat it and you have a quarantine tank and you can get a fish from a tank where maybe there is a fish in there that has ick, um, but you want that fish and you're like, I, I know the medicines, I've treated it a thousand times, then maybe you do it. Um, but this is the reason why it's, it's a bad idea to sell fish without quarantine. This is why I never sell fish without quarantining them at least two weeks, often longer. And if I see even a hint of it or something like that in a tank, I, I remove them from the website. In fact, um, there's someone that got fish from me today that ordered some threadfin rainbows. And I've had them for months, no problems at all. Well, they came down with ick a few days ago. Nothing changed that I'm aware of, but something happened. Some stressor happened and they came down with ick. So, you know, I had to remove them from the website. Um, I had to email that customer and say, look, I think I see some ick in the tank. So I'm not going to be able to send you those. And um, we had to work something out, right? I, had to, I credit them back for those and everything. Um, that happens no matter who you are and no matter how careful you are. So... It's not like if a pet store has fish that have ick, that you should never buy from them. You should only buy from a pet store that doesn't have ick because every pet store has ick and every fish has it, even if they aren't, um, even if, if you can't see it, if it's not in such high numbers that it's uh, become a disease, right? So I don't know if that makes sense or not, but, um, what I'm trying to say is there are no pet stores that don't have fish with ick. My fish have ick. I mean, they don't usually manifest it and I treat them and I try to de-stress them and get to them to the point where they won't develop ick when I ship them to you because they've been prepared well enough that that won't happen because their immune system strong enough that that won't happen. Right. I mean, there's problems though. I mean, you can't ever guarantee that. So I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Any fish that goes through a stressful situation is likely to break out neck. So I wouldn't eschew a pet store just because it has fish that have ick. Now, if I'm a new hobbyist and I'm not real familiar with treating ick um, and things like that, and I don't have a quarantine tank or something like that, Hopefully you do, but if you don't, I get it. Um, then here's what my game would be. So I'd go to a pet store. I'd find a tank of fish I want that look completely healthy. I would leave. I would come back in a week. If they still look healthy, I might buy them. Or I might wait one more week and then come back. And if no new fish have been added to the tank, and if the tank of fish still look healthy, then I would buy them. I, I think that's the safest way to do it. Now you run the risk that um, the fish are sold or they're gone and you can't get them anymore. And who knows, maybe, I don't know, depending on how the pet store is run, there could be a net that was used in an ick tank and then used in that tank that morning. And you're about to get a big outbreak. You know, I don't know, but that's one way to kind of navigate that. Um, it's tricky though, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to dissuade people of this idea that, that there's a place they can get ick free fish. There's not, there are places you can get fish that are not symptomatic of an ick outbreak. Um, but it's, but everyone's got it. Just sometimes it's, there's an outbreak and sometimes there isn't. 
Um, <clears throat> oh, man, we are at 832. I'm sorry, folks. That's all the time I got. Um, I've got to wrap it up. Sorry, I missed a lot of questions and comments at the end there. We're just out of time. So thank you to everyone who participated. I got a couple super chats here. I'll show them to you. These are fun. <laughs> um, Chattanooga Ed is punching me in the face with his fox cat. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate you. I uh, hope to meet you one day, man. I think that would be fun. But thanks for the super chat. Always appreciated. Never required. But it makes Brenda super happy. Fish Tank Barn leaving a 99 cent pile of manure because uh, he knows how useful that is. <laughs> Mike, I appreciate it. And Nurse Beckus, um, it's not showing me. What is that? Let me see if I can just find that real quick and thank you. There it is. Nurse Beckus, the dancing lemon. Thank you, Nurse Beckus. I appreciate it. Is that your second super chat of the night? It is. Thank you. That is very generous of you. I appreciate that very much. All right. Um, so, Bob Kaler, I will get you in touch with Chris so you can work out the shipping details of the Pleco Z1. Um, if the second winner would please email me, let you know, let me know, hey, I'm the one that won these. Um, I'll get you in touch and you guys can work shipping out. Thanks to everyone who played. Thanks to my mods. Thanks for the super chats, everyone. Um, anyone that asked a question or comment, I really appreciate that. It, just makes it more fun when there's stuff to react to and respond to. And all you lurkers, I'm with you, Lurker Nation. Everyone watching on the replay, appreciate it. Um, and I'm going to go pack more fish. What can I say? It's a busy time. Thanks to everyone that ordered. Thanks to all my customers. You're the best. All right. That's enough, enough of that love fest. I will see you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Until then, have a good one.